Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. I got to go to. I got to see the rest of Nick's background in person the other day. It was, went to his it was house. iconic. I went to his Scoped home. Scoped out the joint. Scoped out the joint. Showed me all of his his movie slash TV poster collections he's got going on there. So uh, like, visiting the set of the Brady Bunch, you're like, holy shit! Like, I, I feel like I, I've known this place. Like, it's, pretty, it's like it's like visiting uh, Central Perk, you know, in uh, the the studio lot tour that's in Burbank. What's the Central Perk? Central Perk from Friends. Is that a place? So now, it's like it's the coffee shop in friends oh yeah i forgot you fucking hate no. friends which is no I hate it it's just like i don't get it i don't get it it's fantastic that's that's what's to get fantastically boring because he sips his latte i don't drink lattes anyway. i drink chai teas anyway. i do I too cappuccino I dirty chai cappuccino oh i don't know how to make a cappuccino <laughs> but someday i'll learn <laughs> through trial and error trial and error well hello and welcome to breaking geek Rare, the podcast you've stumbled onto our conversation is we talk about baristas and friends that none of us have but we have each other we're all family that's right Fam. On today's show we're going to talk about free guy and we also get a bunch of news to cover um as i was letting them know i'm gonna like my ineptitude is going to be higher than uh, it's just been a hectic so uh let's just dive into it i had a teacher one time she said what did she say let's strap it on and get in there and then like there was this pregnant pause like it Ah, we all just kind of sat there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, say, I was like, that's like, hey, like unfortunately, there. It is easier than it seems, right? To just like say the thing. But anyway, yeah, she's like, let's strap it on and get in there and just pregnant pause, laugh, almost like I did just now. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, we got a bunch of news. You guys didn't give me too many notes. I can't tell if it's a good thing or a bad thing because I've never written a script or a book. Jammer would know better. Nobody said anything. So I assume that everybody wants to talk about all of these things. Yeah. Some of them can be yeah. dealt with they were, in they were short all good. shrift. Um, week three in Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad news. We've got word that James Gunn considered making Superman the main villain in the Suicide Squad. And really the problem that he had with doing it was trying to figure out which Superman it was going to be because he let it, is it slip? Let it slip? I think we all knew this. He said the thing that we all knew. Warner Brothers doesn't really know what they want to do with Superman. Um, so as it is right now, we got Starro because that is a character that he loved from when he was reading comic books. Uh, rather that than no one else gave a fuck about. Steel. I love uh, Starro. 
Yeah, which I, you know, I like it. Um, because when I saw Star, I was like, ooh, ooh, I, I know who that is. Um, <laughs> Nick Dahl, how do you, would you have preferred the Man of Steel or are you glad we got Starro? Well, hang on, before we, got, we do that, what, there's a what? quote. What's the quote? He <sighs> says, there was a time when I thought the Suicide Squad would fight Superman. At the time, there were a lot of questions like, who is Superman in the DCEU? Is this movie outside the DCEU? I just didn't want to deal with it all that much. So that's the main reason why he decided to go with Starro instead. He just didn't want to fuck with it. He didn't want to deal with the, will it the be part of this universe? Won't it be part of this universe? What's Superman's status? I don't know. And that's the part that's most yeah. interesting is where he's like, I don't know if Henry Cavill <laughs> or at least he yeah. said, under contract he says, or like, <laughs> he says at the time there were yeah. questions like, who is he in the DC? That's so true. Which it was sounds like ago. it's been resolved at least in his mind. So maybe Has he knows it? where things stand. For oh, him, okay. maybe not for us, but for him as an internal um, person. Yeah, I think that's kind of interesting. Actually, Nick, I was going to kick it to you first. Nick, yeah. thoughts on the Man of Steel? I'm glad it's uh, Starro. Because I don't know how the fuck you make Superman your villain. Unless it is out of universe and they do like shoot him with the kryptonite bullet in the end. Someone has to I mean, win. Yeah, I, I probably would focus but it's still like he's even more powerful than Starro. It's like the line in the first movie where it's like, what if Superman were to rip the roof off the White House? It's like, everybody can't well, your goals. Suicide Squad is no match for fucking Superman if that's what you're trying to prepare for. Yeah, the guys thing is that guns. everyone everyone always does this bullshit where it's just like, Batman can beat Superman, so why can't a squad of people beat Superman? That's because right, they were Batman, probably given kryptonite. Batman's superpower is having a lot of time. Right. So yeah, like all the prep strategic. time, all the prep time, and Batman can beat. I fucking hate and that the Suicide Batman Squad with prep time, but like and, uh, uh, can barely and, get along, let alone kill Superman. I wonder if if the line with Bloodsport at the beginning of it is sort of a vestige of that previous draft where they say that he shot him with a kryptonite bullet. I think it's like so. that's how that would work. Yeah, it's a reference at least to the, what could have been. Yeah, Jammer, how do you feel? I would have preferred Superman. Really? Why? Um because Starro was boring to me. Okay. Like there were glimpses of goodness, but overall it was just kind of a big monster, a big faceless monster. Kaiju. And it was just less interesting. Yeah. It was the Kaiju. It was fine. I think it did the job. I don't think it was bad, but uh, I think Superman would have been more interesting on a more personal level um, in terms of like what his motivations are, how they conflict the squads, how they conflict with Amanda Waller's own uh, agenda. And I think it could have been more interesting, but at the end of the day, it's a movie about people going on dangerous missions and getting killed and all that. And I guess Starro would probably, he fit the bill just fine. Yeah. Um, so I have lots, not lots, I have a few, few thoughts about it. One, um, I think it's frustrating uh, as a fan to know that DC's, uh, go circle back to this word, ineptitude is kind of the thing that caused this. I am glad that it forced some creative writing on James Gunn's part, but I'm curious what he could have done with Superman, especially given that the Suicide Squad is like, these people are going to die. And I'm curious what, if anything, he could have done to give us that. Because some of this is you walk into this knowing that these people are going to die. And if Superman is the main villain, how is that going to happen? Does that mean that he was turned bad? Does it mean like, what does it mean from a writing perspective to cause that to happen? So it makes me curious and also frustrated. One thing they um, could have done that would have been really cool. Like you just triggered an, an idea in my head. Good trigger. Essentially, trigger. good trigger. Um, like imagine trigger. if there was like this other this other mission going on. Maybe maybe Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are off on some sort of mission, and in 
the course of their mission, Amanda Waller knows that there's something that's going to come out that the U.S. government's going to get fucked for. So it's about them going in under that mission with the main good guys and trying to sort of grab the thing that would indict America mm-hmm. or their thing. So it's basically them kind of going in and trying to pull things out from a, another mission that's underway. I think that'd be kind Got of cool. It. Yeah, I I think from a writing perspective would, would have been interesting. Um, and the last thing that I think about it, given that James Gunn writes movies, it is an interesting word choice to say villain as opposed to antagonist. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious again, what that would have meant for the character in that context. So just me. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I think he probably was just thinking antagonist, but said villain. So yeah. I'm not sure I would read too much into that, but you know, you never know. Cause it's you not be like right. they're superheroes. I... They're still bad guys. So they're. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. polka dot man became a superhero the split second before he died. Okay. And that's the other thing. Like, I don't see like, we had to select a different lineup at least. Cause I don't see polka dot man doing any damage to Superman. I don't think like... it works like that. It's not. So two of the things that you said one i don't know that i think it's about any one of them being able to deliver the killing blow or being the one that inflicts damage it's a it's a team effort it's tougher so what do you do to support the group effort um is probably the way that i would look at it and yeah it's like a jrpg it's like it's like you have a giant monster and it's all of them sort of chipping away at the monster yeah so um any other thoughts on Suicide Squad for our third nah. week of discussion of this movie. Dude, I, I can't wait to watch it again. I'm going to watch it probably this weekend. Or maybe I'll really hide one of those two. I really enjoyed it. Um, so let's jump in uh, another bit of, let's call this, what do we call this? We're going to take a slight detour. So Denny Villeneuve paused for jammer name correction. No, that's, that's right. In my notes. I just I always, have that in my, I always have that in my notes. Pause for jammer correct. Pause for jammer correct. Um, so he was in, yeah, pause for jammer correct. Like when people read the stage directions out loud, that's what I did. So, um, nice. Stage So he's freeze. been interviewed and he was, he was being talked to about Dune premiering on HBO Max, which is funny because I actually kind of forgot um, that that was going to be a thing. I don't know why. And actually, I did. we were at the, me and Nick were, at, we saw Free Guy together the other day. And he mentioned that it was same day and date. I'm like, Psh, no, it's not. But you were right. It is day and date is? on HBO Max. Yeah, That's like I, I thought. thought that Free Guy. I thought no, 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 no. Guy. Oh, uh, Dune. Okay, Dune. I think there was and talk I, at one point of it being like a week or two later. And then yeah, they I like, thought nah. they basically after they raised after I think Denny Villeneuve raised rose, rose, raised a stink about the whole like HBO Max is having all these movies coming out in 2021. You know that whole thing. Yeah. Um, I, I remember them backpedaling on it, but it maybe I just remember wrong. Again. I thought it's they did too. <laughs> then they were like, screw it. As one does on a unicycle. You got to keep it balanced. Um, so he had a quote when he was being interviewed. He said, first of all, the enemy of the cinema is the pandemic. That's the thing. We understand the cinema industry is under tremendous pressure right now. That I get. The way it happened, I'm still not happy. Frankly, to watch Dune on a television, the best way I can compare it is to drive a speedboat in your bathtub, which isn't it's a good analogy. With because, well, it's not a good analogy because it's impossible. So. It does sound fun. <laughs> but it's just impossible. That's what <laughs> for me, it's re- so it would be swimming pool, but everybody is on swim. Anyway, for me, it's ridiculous. It's a movie that has been made as a tribute to the big screen 
experience. Um, so Jammer, do you have any strong feelings, thoughts, feelings, reactions to his comments about that? Uh, yes, first of all, he is right. Cinema or the pandemic is the main villain of cinema, as James Gunn would say. It's the villain of cinema. And not it's the antagonist. Uh, not the antagonist, but the villain. And it's it's very sad. I will say this. I, I, as I was been going back in theaters, I'm like, I do like this. I do like going to theaters. I do like having my focus completely on the movie and being completely engrossed. However, to say, as you said, that this is like driving a speedboat in a bathtub. Come on, man. You know, that's not a that's not a solid comparison. That's just ridiculous. And I love going to the movie theaters. I'm all for going into the theaters and, and as much as possible and reclaiming cinema because the way things are right now is not good for the industry. I'm all about going to the movies if we can help keep the industry afloat because I forget who this was, but somebody on Twitter, a filmmaker, talked about how they things have never been worse, that they have a project with a billion-dollar director on board, and it's getting zero traction because the industry is fucked right now. And if the only way we can go back to it is pull most things off of freaking streaming and put it into theaters for an exclusive three to six month period, as someone who was all about that a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, I am more than happy to sort of do an about face and say, you know what, it's fine. Let's go back into theaters. But it's ridiculous to say that is it's like a freaking speedboat in a bathtub. That's just silly. That's silly, Villeneuve. But so respect before i kick it nick the one other thing i'd like to ask you about it one of the things i saw with this comment floating around people were upset at denny villeneuve for this comment um i right. read it more as so i read it more as a preference versus um versus any kind of malicious intent because i felt like of the things that even he has said previously or other people have said this is relatively measured uh, despite the fact that the, the analogies, um, yeah. do, do you read anything? Am I missing anything? Or do you read any kind of like, I can't think I, of a word. So I know why example. people were upset. I mean, he just, maybe even if it's not tacky, he just sounds like a snob. Does he? Where he's like, my he's stuff is so great. It must be put on the big screen. But that's not what he said, right? Well, he's basically, here's what's so weird about like Spielberg. Like he said this before. He's like, I make movies for the big screen, like not for your television set. So it's like, oh, so you're saying I should never watch your movies again. Why are you selling me Indiana Jones 4K when I should, when you only want me to watch the theaters? That's what that, that's what this, this, it makes me think that with this guy too. It's just like, oh, you're telling people to never buy it digitally, never rent it digitally because it's meant for the big screen. So I missed it. Theaters. Fuck me. Like, I don't hear that, but Jammer, is that what you hear? Or do you hear any of that? I mean, I, th- I could see where Nick's coming from and I could see where they're coming from. But at the same time, I don't think it's any worse than anything that's been said before by like Fincher or Spielberg or whatever, Gun. like what have you or Gunn. Like it's all it's it's in line and maybe a little bit tamer because yeah, he doesn't attack anyone. He just says like, this is the way I see it. I think it's ridiculous because it was made for the big screen. But I don't know. It's nothing new. It is the same comment filmmakers have been saying for the past five years there's almost yeah. no difference to it, but other than the fact that he brings up the pandemic, it's it's fine. I think there are a couple of ways to look at it. I could see people taking umbrage at it if you took like the John Snow approach 
to what he was saying, which was like, I remember in Game of Thrones, one of my favorite lines was, uh, do you remember what father used to say everything before the butt is bullshit? Um, which I thought was a great line. And while he didn't say butt, that's kind of what he's saying, right? Like, I understand that the pandemic is the enemy, but I make shit for the big screen. And from that perspective, I could see mm. people disregarding that first part and only focusing on the second clause of what he's saying. I, I don't take that extreme, I don't even want to call it extreme, I don't take that harsh of a view of what he's saying. And I, I guess I hear it as more of him expressing a preference or thinking that's the first way he would want you to see it. Not necessarily don't ever see it again. Because I do think that a lot of times when it comes to experience, people do talk about the way you should experience something first, be it food or um, any kind of media. So Not I, as a leftover with food. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes the whole video would, the leftovers. <laughs> I don't think anybody would say to you like, hey, Chicago deep dish is the best fucking pizza in the world. Here's some shit out of my fridge, eat it. And then expect that they would mm. have the same reaction to it. And so I, I think that's the way that I hear it. And maybe I'm just putting my own, um, maybe I'm just projecting, but I very quickly went to the, like the pizza refrigerator analogy. Like, I, I guess analogy. I think that he just has a preference for how he wants people to first see this movie that he made for the big screen. And then if you want to buy it, you're like, what the fuck? Like, I don't care. But I made the initial experience for that. And that, that's what I hear. Ironically, I feel like you made it worse for me. And, and you're defending it. You made me like, because literally the, your comment about the Jon Snow line makes sense. It's basically it's saying like, hey guys, I get that there's a pandemic, but if you don't risk Pregnant your lives boss. to go to the theaters, it's you're doing yourself a disservice. Well, it's like, well, fuck you. I don't want to go to the theaters because it's not safe right now. Like that makes but it worse not, to me. He's not saying, and that's what I'm saying. I see. He does. He does a ways. ridiculous analogy: speed boat in a yeah. bathtub. And salting those who love doing that. I can see it. I can see There's, it from both ways. Um, and I got so a little speedboat in a big bathtub. I'm kidding. The John Snow part is the way that I could understand people being offended. Like that's that's how I can get there. My yeah. second part with the pizza was how I hear what he's saying, um, and in the middle is just my problem with his analogy because I think. The proper analogy would be driving a speedboat in your pool, but I guess he was trying not to sound too out of touch. Uh, Plus they did that in Jackass 3. Well, everybody doesn't have a pool, Um, but everybody has a bathtub and you can relate to that. But again, it makes the analogy impossible. It just reminds me of Tracy Jordan in 30 Rock. He's like, you know, when you're eating lobster and you're just like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, I would say also, I'm not actually offended by it. I think that's why people took it that way. But I've said this before a few like months ago where I'm like, I think all movies should be released on both. And then if I decide I really want to see a movie at theaters, I'll see that movie at theaters. That being said, Free I mean, Guy that's... was definitely a better experience with an audience because it was a comedy. Whereas with Black Widow, I actually I saw it on both. and I preferred watching it at home. But I mean, I think that just uh, from your perspective, yeah. yes, that makes sense from a consumer perspective. Not to a business. In, no. the, sh- in the short term. But not from a business perspective, because obviously the business is going to suffer because you're not getting people to do repeat viewings. You're not people doing initial viewings there. There's a lot of money lost. And then a lot of money lost in the long term. It's bad because you don't get these other movies made because we don't we're not getting an accurate representation of what is selling and what isn't and what people are liking because we're not able to vote with our dollars anymore. And it's just it gets really convoluted and confusing. And we might actually not get movies in the process. Like, for example, The Suicide Squad 
didn't do very well. And as a result, who knows if we're going to get a third one? Well, and that's like, the other thing. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with paying for all of them, like in the future. You know, like if Warner Brothers is like same day release, like Disney, $30. I'll be like, okay, sure. do I want to pay to see it at home or do I want to pay to see it in the theater? That way they're making money either way. Yeah, I see your point, but I feel like you're reasonable and most people are not. And they just bitch, they would bitch, <laughs> bitch, 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 bitch about it. I mean, everyone bitches about the, the premier access thing as well. So it's like, I get it because you're paying twice, but also. Uh, I'm so disappointed that Shang-Chi isn't going to be on it just because. That means I won't be able to watch it for the show if we do it that week. So I'm not going to the theater on a Thursday night. I am. Not comfortable. Not comfortable with being in a movie theater when it's that popular. It's probably not going to be packed. We went on Thursday sure? for Black I- Widow and it wasn't packed at all. Mm. Yeah. So I think that there's a difference between, not to get too deep into it, but the difference that I would say between Black Widow and Shang-Chi is that with Black Widow, it's a prequel. Um, Scarlett Johansson is not and not Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow is not um, like even her sister said it. She's not a top tier Avenger, hmm. right? So I, I think mean, there were multiple Shang-Chi. factors that would, right? But hold on, I think that it is easier to make an argument for why people didn't necessarily go see that versus this, which is not a prequel, which also ties back to the first Iron Man movie, which is something that people really like, and also shows what the future of the MCU is going to be. So I think there are reasons to be more excited for this than Blackwood. I mean, Whether apart from the, itself out the rave social dollars. media reviews. Yeah, and I think if it got a good percentage yeah. and this wasn't I COVID times, it. it would be a Black Panther style hit just because yeah. of the way it's focusing on a minority group. And unlike Black Panther, which had terrible fight scenes, especially the ending one where it's like, could, could you like re-release that on Disney Plus? Fix like the last scene in WandaVision. But um, this one is being the biggest praise I've seen for Shang-Chi online is like the best fights yet in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'm like, oh, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, I'm hearing it's like one. It's like the best origin story in the MCU so far. Manny was went in like not expecting much and came out loving it, said Kyle, because especially because of the fight scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. I, those, that's my rationale for why I think that it will probably be packed uh, despite the. Fair enough. Variant, but. And our. Our, our, our theater wasn't packed, but there were enough people on Tuesday night when Jammer and I saw. Uh, it wasn't. Night. What are you talking about? Enough no, I, I people? just said it wasn't near, packed. The nearest, there were lots of people in the auditorium. There was like 10 people in the auditorium. Well, and there, there, was were, there were like 50 people in like 100 seat. Uh, no, there were. It wasn't. It, it was a third full on a Tuesday night in the third biggest theater. It was not a third full. The fucking we were the only other than one other guy there. We were the only people in our entire row. I know, but every row had like one blue shirt guy. Yeah, we just called him Guy. Mm. We're like, "Hey, Guy, it's you. Where's dude? Where's dude? Where's buddy? Where's buddy?" Um, uh, so yeah, but yeah, Denny Villeneuve. I understand where you're coming from, but I I, I feel bad for him because it, I have no idea how this movie is going to be. I didn't know how this movie was going to be financially successful pre-COVID, and I have no idea how it's remotely going to be financially successful post-COVID, and we're never going to get that second part. That has what's her name as the lead. And remember, remember, I told you during the movie jam or during the trailer, I was like, "There's no, I wouldn't see this movie at all if it wasn't for free or whatever." And you're like, "I think it looks yeah. great," and you because because of the director and the cinematographer, they do have yeah, pedigree. Well, but I'm like, "What the fuck is this movie about?" I don't care. I mean, I like fantasy. I like big fantasy sci-fi movies. I like Denis Villeneuve. 
I like the actors on board. I I just think I like everything about it, about the project. So, you know, I'm sold even if the trailers haven't fully sold me. But, you know, having not been as, if you're not as invested in all of those things and you just have the trailer to go off of, I can understand. And also it has Unless the potential. There won't be an ending. I still come with a, a big, the same sort of asterisk scare thing that I have going into many movies, especially, you know, like Christopher Nolan movies is, oh my God, I'm scared of being bored. Please. <laughs> the fear of being bored. I wonder what the official term for that is. What, yeah. um, Portophobia. Did he make that you were bored in? Nolan? Interstellar. No, Interstellar. Dunkirk. None of them. No, he. Oh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk was the closest. But um, thank you. I I don't know. He. I think uh, he really hasn't overall because Dunkirk. Even though I didn't like love it, I very much enjoyed the experience of it because of what it. I feel like that was him basically. Hey, people. You know, I need to get better at you know making action and stuff, and I need to get better at these specific aspects of filmmaking. (laughs) And I want to basically craft an entire movie around me trying to sort of fix these shortcomings that I have as a filmmaker. And I see it as that. I see it as practice movie as like a way for him to practice specifically directing and not really storytelling to do everything as visually as possible and kinetically as possible. But the result for me was a movie that wasn't as entertaining, but for some reason, even though I like all his movies, I am always afraid that I'm going to be bored. Maybe it's because they're really talky and really dry, but I don't know. I love dinner. So I think it might be one of my favorite stuff. (laughs) I hate Interstellar. I love Interstellar. That movie made me feel things. That movie made me feel fucking like existential dread. That made me feel existential dread too. Cause I'm like, what if Nolan can't come back from this and is just done making? Oh my god! So far up his ass, (laughs) like Kevin Smith. (laughs) Okay, did you not? No one in the world has compared Christopher Nolan to Kevin Smith. No one has done that. What no, is wrong with you? It's just some directors hit a point, then they can't make a good movie after it. I guess. Okay, ex- I think. Because I, think, I guess. Mm, ex- no, mm. you're right. Most people do eventually. Like even M Night Shyamalan had a few good movies, and now it seems like he's back to doing trash. But I, mean, I guess people like two. old. I don't know. There were so many old memes. I don't know if people actually liked it. Or I haven't seen it. I'm excited Neither have I, to see it and I have no plans on seeing it. Be only because it looks terrifying. Yeah, I don't think people liked it. No, but uh, you missed this, Jonesy, when he fell off. But fucking <laughs> Nick compared Kevin Smith to uh, Christopher Nolan. Just, I was afraid after Interstellar that maybe his head was so far up his own ass, like Kevin Smith, that he might, all of his movies, I guess you, one could argue that it is, but I've enjoyed his last two movies. I so don't I was think... going to ask, did you guys watch He-Man? Because that would be the true test. I did not. No, not yet. If there are a lot of people who love it, who love kids and comic directors who love it. And they're like, yeah, my kid's in the He-Man finally. I don't know anyone that liked it, that watched it. So, I mean, for me, Kevin Smith overall, I feel like he's he's so different in that I don't know if he's up his own ass as much as he's just doesn't he care. Yoga hosers where he plays a Nazi bratwurst. No, my point is this. He, he used to be driven almost entirely by his insecurity, uh, by trying to do stuff that people and critics would like. And yes, he had his aspects of Kevin Smithisms that came into it, but I also feel like he was very much thinking like, what would people like? And nowadays he's just like, I'm having fun. Who cares? And he's sort of not letting that other side, that almost toxic side kind of bleed into it and influence his work, which is probably great for his mental health, but probably, but not really good for the quality of his work. Sounds like what you're saying is he's lost his edge. Like, unfortunately, like, with comedians, a lot of 
interesting. Well, so I'll say it like this. A lot of comedians, like stand-up comedians, a lot of their funny stuff comes from those darker places in their personalities. Um, and so like going back to the Tracy Jones joke you were telling, in that show, Jordan. who did I say? Jones? Tracy Jones? Jones. Yeah. Is Tracy? Oh, Tracy, Tracy Jones. Jones is my aunt. No, Tracy <laughs> Jones is my aunt. <laughs> Tracy Jordan. Um, he was that style of comedian, right? Like the raunchy, um, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy style comedian. And then he made it. And so now his jokes are about eating lobster and shit like that and hanging out at country clubs. It's not the same thing, but very similar where what you just said was Kevin Smith's uh, the most interesting or not most interesting. Some of the good parts of his filmmaking came from more toxic elements of who he was as a person. And now that that may or may not be receding, um, maybe not as good. Yeah. He's, he's willing to indulge in his goofiness because he can, he doesn't feel the need to uh, please those people anymore. And I just think that's not good for the movie, but good. For, like I said, he's probably like the, his mental health is probably the best it's ever been. So kudos for you. If you can make it to the industry and, you know, not be a, a freaking complete train wreck of a human being when it comes to your anxiety or any of that. Uh, and yeah, good for him. Even if your movies aren't amazing anymore. Way off topic. <laughs> yeah. What was the topic? Was, were we talking about Denny Villeneuve? We were, ta- <laughs> we were talking about him, his, him as a director and then went into Nolan and because your fear of boredom. <laughs> You know, it's funny the, the fear I have going into movies about boredom is like the same anxiety I had when about to like start like a race in track or cross country. And it's not the fear of like, <laughs> am I going to do well? It's the fear of, fuck, I'm going to be tired really soon. And I don't want to be tired. That's uh, why you should watch all movies at home. You should be given the option. Because if you really, really like toxically bored. <laughs> but the problem forward. is, the problem is if I'm at home, I'm more likely to pull out my phone. If I pull out my phone, I'm more likely to not pay attention. If I'm not paying attention, I'm more likely to be bored because I'm not connecting the dots. It's a vicious cycle. And that's one of the reasons why I like movie theaters is because I can't have my phone out. I have to be engaged and therefore more likely to be entertained. Well, you shouldn't have your phone out. But I do. At the movie boxes. theater. Oh, at the movie theater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, you guys ready to move on? Yeah. We're going to talk I about fears and anxiety some more. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, so really relatively small piece of news but kind of big but also surprising deadline is reporting that anthony mackie has just closed his deal uh, earlier this week to play captain america in captain america 4 which is weird right how many months are we out of falcon and winter soldier and we knew at the end of that show that we were getting this movie with him that was a so rumor Right. Never announced by anyone. Well, here, Here's what I think the, the question came. The question was, is he going to be Captain America exclusively on TV or is it actually going to be in film? Will they I find we, a way? We knew that. Cons- so at the time that we even knew the writers, yeah. we knew who the writer was. We knew mm. that it was going to be Captain America Four. like it was oh, right. big news. And so that's right. what I mean when I'm saying like it's surprising and weird to me that they're just like, oh, yeah, the deal just got in. What is what what happened between the time of them announcing this and this announce? I'm sorry, them announcing that there was going to be a Captain America four with Anthony Mackie. We knew who the writer was going to be. Disney and now that he just signed. Disney was busy not renegotiating contracts with Scarlett Johansson. That's what happened. <laughs> I 
I'm just, I'm shocked. Um, and can somebody explain why I shouldn't be? Uh, no. It's just, this is the official, like, we signed him. It's happening. I do, I'm, I'm concerned that uh, uh, Sebastian Sam, like, Stan celebrated it. <laughs> he said Sebastian Sand. Sebastian Stan. Uh, was like, oh, thank God. He like, was like, great for him. And I'm like, give this man a contract too. I, I really want to be called Captain America and Bucky. I don't. I was just, I mean, another tangent. Kirsten and I last night were watching some stuff from Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Or no, yeah, wait, no, the Falcon and the Winter maybe. Soldier. And we're remembering that, oh yeah, Sebastian Stan's the only one who has like a name that's like a superhero. And uh, what was it? We're trying to make all the names for all of the, the actors into superhero names. And the, I like to make them sound really stupid. Um, what the hell was his name? I was about to say Sam Fisher. What the fuck's his name? That's Sam Wilson. That's his real, that's not even his real name. Mackie? What the hell is this? Anthony Mackey. Did you say Sam Fisher? Yeah, yeah shut up. Splinter Cell? Shut up. Shut up. I always mix up Sam Wilson <laughs> with Sam Fisher constantly. Um, I'm trying to think of really the names we came up with. Uh, it's, we're getting an anime instead. I don't want that. That's fair. I, I remember wanted, I was um, going with that. I wanted Without Remorse to be better so we would get Rainbow Six and then a Splinter Cell, but I don't know if it's going to happen. You were going to say what Anthony Mackie's superhero name was. Oh, it wasn't anything clever. Probably just like Anthony Ackie or Manthony Mackie. Manthony Ackie would actually. No, Manthony Mackie or Anthony Ackie. Oh. It has to be the same. So you get, you get the two M's like Scarlet, uh, Clark Kent. Scarlet Show Sanson. There's the. Uh, we're done. Uh, that, no, those, that was so those, bad. My, fav- my favorite one is that it went to when we finally got to Robert Downey Jr. It basically sounded like Scooby-Doo, Robert Rowney Runier. Which is my favorite. Okay. I think we should go with that one. All right. Anyway, this is what happens when you're drunk noted. and you just like start making drunk things on your up. three beers. Yeah. <gasps> Tipsy. Hey, three double IPAs. Actually, no, it was two. I mean, it's okay. It just means you're a cheap date. I like it. Um, so I didn't know if we were gonna discuss this. I didn't get a chance to watch it. We got the final trailer for Marvel's Eternals. Um what? 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 What that I didn't get a chance to watch it? No, Visions. Oh, we got a couple of trailers. I mean, so we got okay. the final trailer for Eternals. We also got the final trailer for Star Wars Visions, which I did get a chance to see. Um, did you guys watch the Eternals trailer? I did. I did. did. I watched did. it this morning. I rolled over. I woke up and I was just like, ooh, this is sexy. And I watched the trailer and I was like, I like it. It feels like a unique flavor for Marvel. There really does seem to be a kind of prestige Almost, ironically enough, a Denny Villeneuve type feel to it. Uh, Have you seen Nomadland? No, I haven't. So the Nomadland director is supposedly credited with that look. Chloe Zhao? Yeah. 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 And uh, it looks great. Like the just, I am so impressed with considering, and they talked about this months ago, but I still am always impressed with just how grounded it feels considering how outlandish the entire premise is. And uh, I, in the trailer, they talk about the reasons why the Eternals have not interfered including and the reasons the they're interfering now, including during the snap. And I just think it's so intriguing. What they say? They introduced, it has to do with they only interfere with these specific creatures. And when and they the endanger snap humanity. Gave the energy, snapping back gave the energy for them to come back out of the Earth's core or something. The creatures, the deviants, which is the only reason they're on Earth. Yeah, it's that's funny because deviants. deviants, that's it. Yeah. And um so it's interesting. I know they didn't the celestials are like their boss. And there are a few I celestials thought, in the trailer. So I was I excited about Thanos that. Thanos was a deviant, isn't he? 
He's no. a deviant gene. These well, these deviants are like literal creatures that look like they're from uh, uh, tom- uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, they up. do. They, they look like monsters. Sworn. But there's also Jones. one that talks in the trailer. Yes. Who's a bad How about guy? just watching the trailer and you'll have most of your questions answered? Well, no, I no, agree. No. It looks I, good. The, the <laughs> deviant, what I'm looking at is the deviant gene um, Thanos. Oh, okay. But yeah, um, I think this looks really good. Uh, I, I have, so two things. A, uh, all those, those positive things I said, for my yes. negative thing, potentially, I am worried because of its sort of prestigious type feel. I'm having fear of being bored syndrome hit in my gut right now. So I think it'll be good. But Do that's... you never not have that fear going into a movie? Uh, with Free Guy, yeah. where it's like, this might be too long. No, I didn't have it okay. with Free Guy. I didn't have it with Suicide Squad. Did you have it with um, Black Widow? Yes, I did have it with yeah. Black Widow. So that's Thanos true. does suffer from uh, deviant syndrome. But in the MCU, they haven't addressed that, so it really doesn't. No, the no, MCU I'm just has saying, no relation. That's interesting. I'm I'm expressing my surprise at the use of the term, mm-hmm. given that that's his origin part of it. Yeah, that's why. How is that why he looks different from normal Titans? Yes. Yeah, that was it. Like he even like it's like he he doesn't just look weird for us humans. He looks weird on his own planet too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. In the comics, but I, from the background, it looked like there could have been more Thanoses. Fan eyes. They show that one cutscene there so far away. Thanosis. Well, Thanosis. no, it's not even the species. Thanosis. name. Titans. There were other Titans. We'll see. I'm curious. He's gonna. Is he gonna be in this? No. Like a younger version? No. Doesn't look. We like know it, that. No. no it it no, was I mean, rumored, no. but the plot in the trailer doesn't give any reason why they would leave Earth to go visit a baby Thanos, which was like rumored to get like a young Thanos. Okay. And this, they refer to the snap in post tense. Most of the trailers, modern day, it looks like, but. They still show, yeah. show come with the, yeah, much, yeah. The first trailer was kind of like mostly old stuff. This is mostly like current day. Okay. Yeah, and it, it looks gorgeous, and it, yeah. I, I do get like a Denny Villeneuve vibe. Like no joke. Like I'm pretty excited for. It. I think this could add extra heft to the prestige and mythology behind the Marvel movies. What you're saying is Martin Scorsese is going to be eating his words. <laughs> you know this if it were looks up like to me, cinema if it were up to me there are many movies where that i could i could give that the cinema stamp <laughs> cinema seal of approval <laughs> only people like that's only movies will have that are decided by a club of spielberg and, and scorsese <laughs> scorsese and, and a few other guys have of such high level they're like mm. only my peers make cinema interesting I'm, I'm sure it's a surprisingly small and cisgendered club. Anyway, um, Visions. anything else to say about either Eternals or uh, Anthony Mackie signing on? Nah. All right. Good Star Wars Visions. We got a f- what? It's not our first look, right? It is. It is the full blown uh, trailer. Yeah, I think it is our first. Have we only sales well, we got stills a- from it before, or right. have we seen moving footage? Right. Our That's why I was move- distinguishing between yeah. first look and. So we got First trailer animatics. We got a description. Um, we got like people super excited to be working on this project. But now we've got to see this thing in motion, um, and we're getting to see what anime looks like in the Star Wars universe, or what the Star Wars universe looks like in anime. Yeah, it's Star Wars with an anime skin. How about that? With several and anime it looks skins. it looks yeah. fucking awesome. And I yeah to that point. Um, I think that that's kind of the thing about what if 
that I don't like. It's that everything is the same, but I guess that makes sense for the project. Yeah. Um, Especially since I have a theory that all comes together. Like, you mean the theory that I espoused last week? That's my theory. Is it? <laughs> Probably. No, yeah, it's you Nick's. can't. <laughs> Did no, you know I, I he just... said it this week? It's his theory. It's yeah, not that even was my, my theory. theory last week. I just saw it online as a theory. I know also. it's not your theory because it's Carol mine. Jonesy, the white man is appropriating your theory. Man. <laughs> yeah, last week I was like, I think it's all going to come together. You guys were like, really? That's going to come together. <laughs> Nick, that was a great theory. Jesus yeah, Christ. thanks, guys. <laughs> anyway. Uh, looks gorgeous. I think it looks great. I can't wait to see it. Um, what do you slow-mos think? I hate both of you. Uh, uh, I'll I, go first. I'll go first. Okay, I want, I'll go first. I want the non-anime guy to go first. Go. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, compared to Animatrix or something, I feel like it's way more personal for each story. Like, you know, the Animatrix felt very Matrixy. This trailer, if you didn't, if I didn't, if you remove a few shots and didn't tell me it was Star Wars, I'd have no idea most of these shots are from a Star Wars world. Like they both, they all look like real, like pure anime. And then some of the shots have like lightsabers in them or Boba Fett and stuff. So I, I, uh, some of it looks like anime I would never watch normally, but I think it's cool. I'll definitely watch it because I really want to see how some of these stories and shots we've seen even relate to Star Wars. I mean, they obviously yeah. will, but it's more interesting to me than the Animatrix or gotham night where it's like these are obviously matrix and batman stories where these are like could be anywhere in the star wars universe you know we saw a new lightsaber and so yeah color me as a non-anime person i thought you were going somewhere with them but since you didn't go somewhere that place with them i'll piggyback off of part of what you said you mentioned that like there's something more personal about this i think you said something along those lines and i think for me the distinction i see between something like gotham night and uh animatrix in this animatrix is very much idea based yet they have these each film is based on like an idea and then maybe gotham knight i don't fucking remember that was shit that's all i remember batman stories it was just bad this one this one feels like yeah maybe it's based on an idea but also from these trailers you already get a sense of like oh this is the main character this is probably their goal like i get really archetypal tropes based on how little I've seen at the trailer for many of the characters from each of the segments. And I can already, I, I think that's a great thing. I don't know if it's true, but it just seems like they might be digging into those archetypes, which is archetypes, which is about as Star Wars as you can get, because that's what the entire franchise was originally based on, was these archetypes. And I hope they really lean into that for each of the stories about kind of a hero's journey for each of these characters. And I'm really uh, excited to see a lot of them in action. I think it's funny how the animation is very distinct and I know like studio trigger, which is, which is a famous studio is, is doing one of them. And it's very clear which one they're doing. And, you know, the, the other studios each kind of have their own fingerprints. And uh, I like seeing their style being brought to the star Wars world. So I like the style, but I also like the fact that these seem very character centric. Yeah. And I, I think I'm just excited for it overall. Um, I think we're going to get to see it starting next month, right? So the 22nd of September is when we're going nice. to be able to see this. Does anybody know are they going to do it a weekly drop or is this going to be one anthology we can bench through? I would think they would be fools to release it in any way other than weekly. Hmm. Even if they're really short? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Even about the Animatrix, short. it's still just like an hour and a half. 
because some of them are like, here's a five minute I mean, animatrix short. They release little shorts every now and then randomly. Like they don't release them all at once necessarily. That's true. I, I found would, it. So found experience what? the entire anthology when it debuts exclusively on the 22nd. So it looks like it's all dropping on the 22nd next month. So it must not be much longer uh, than an hour and a half or two hours. Like dropping a movie. <laughs> You're upset by that? Yeah, I like it to be like bleed it out. Bleed it out. <laughs> I I get your point. Um, but I think to Nick's point, if these are short, if these end up being, I mean, you could easily do some of these as five, seven, ten minute shorts. I would not want to wait another week for something ten minutes or less. Yeah, I'm dis- I, I would be disappointed if I, any of them are shorter than fifteen minutes. Yeah, okay. I think they should all be. They should all be twenty minutes or more. That's says the man who me. likes things shorter. Usually, usually, I mean, the twenty minutes is fine. Yeah, you you can tell like fine. a whole little you know short film story, a good one in that in that amount of time. I mean, you could Obviously, tell a you decent less. episode. You yeah, can you tell, can tell it less. Saturday I morning. get it. No, no, I was going to say to your point. You know, twenty minutes is like Batman animated series length, right? Those episodes yeah. weren't incredibly long. Um, um, but they were very impactful, which is which should be the point. So uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. Anything else to don't, say before we move on? What? I don't want to see Yoda. I don't want to see Darth Vader. I don't want to see C-3PO. I don't want to see R2-D2. I don't want to see you know Luke Skywalker. Happen. I don't want to see Ray Skywalker. You know what's happen. I don't want to see Kylo Ren. I don't want to see Han well, Solo. I don't want to see Boba Disney. Fuck. Isn't I don't he, know. That's one of the few recognizable moments in the trailer. It was like, hey, the lightsaber. That. I thought there was a quick shot of him and one of the oh. the one that looks the least anime, but that's probably because it's just they're being true to his mask. But oh, yeah. I see a Mandalorian mask. I don't know if that's him though. Could be any a... Mando. That's true. Not necessarily. It does, I mean, it does look like him. It does look I like. I think him. the it color does. scheme is pretty close. The color scheme looked like Boba Fett's. Yeah, but I don't want to see yeah. anything. Don't connect it. Nah, I wish I I'm on the same page, but this is Star Wars. It's gonna. I feel like a certain amount of time with the same characters. <laughs> Yeah, it's it would be such a wasted opportunity. One, because you already have Boba Fett getting his own goddamn show, and he's been in The Mandalorian. I don't need any more. And it also seems like a waste if you're going to farm this out to masters of the anime genre to limit them to people that we already know. So that's just me. Cool. That's just me. Um, ready to move on? Yeah. I'm All right. so ready to move on to something else. We've got a release date for Fast and Furious 10, which oh, isn't yeah. necessarily the title of this movie yet. Uh, it's currently scheduled to arrive in theaters. Racing in the theaters? Can we say racing in the theaters? I'm oh, or flying. Uh, I don't know what they're doing these days. Flying. <laughs> uh, what's the word when you come back from space? Descending, not descending. Entering orbit? Yeah, could be entering orbit. Entering the atmosphere. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, entering the atmosphere. Oh yeah, sorry. Atmosphere, Orbit would be right. you're just gonna float around, or well, after exiting that last the atmosphere. Movie, that if they true. go, they go deeper into space, like in Armageddon. They weren't even in outer space; they were just in lower space. Whatever the fuck that line is. Owen Wilson. Anybody remember just, what we're talking about? Yeah, I yeah. Just, oh. no, I, whenever I think of that movie, it's I like still we're think in freaking of the, outer space. The Ben it's Affleck like, commentary thing that resurfaces every year, where he's like, like. What a stupid idea. They're going to send drillers up into space and send like, when fucking I, when teaching I, astronauts to drill? Like, that makes any sense at all. Well, the most important part of the commentary is that Michael Bay told him to shut the fuck up. Which 
<laughs> that's the best part of that story. You know what? Ben Affleck, just shut the fuck up. You know, it just always reminds me how much of a pretentious douchebag Ben Affleck is. And I mean, douchebag. Wait, I still haven't said, way. wait, 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 wait. I still haven't said when this comes out. 7 April 2023 is when we're getting it. All right. Talk about what a pretentious Unless douchebag. COVID keeps destroying the world. What are we talking about again? What's coming out? Fast, 7 fast, April? Fast, 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 10, oh. fast, fast saga. Fasten. 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 Yeah. Fasten. So Fasten. I always remember there is, he was, he and um, Matt Damon were in Project Greenlight. Yeah. Five years ago, or whatever, and the, so the film has got to be longer than that. Really? Maybe I think it was like 2016 or something or 2017. Wow, that was okay. a long time ago. Uh, but anyways, I always remember when that filmmaker had to fight to get film instead of digital, and you know Ben Affleck was like supportive of that aspect of it, even though it would cost a lot more money. And then they cut to Ben Affleck talking about film. He's just so like Citizen Kane was shot on film. No shit. Yeah, this other big movie was shot on film. He's like, do I need to say anymore? And I'm like, they didn't have digital back then, Dick. What are you talking about? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was shot on film. <laughs> Spielberg insisted against Lucas. My great grandmother had polio. My grandmother had polio. It's like, well, we got vaccines for that. There's no reason for you to stay sick. Thank but God. can we yeah, trust them? them back then. But can we trust them? I don't know. Can we trust the no. vaccines? I did my own research. Good, good. I'm glad I'm glad I'll you did you your know. research. <laughs> um, we had anything else to say about the uh, release date of Fast and Furious? It's going to be two years from now. I can't believe they don't have a release date for Two Hops, Two Shaw that came before. You the know why? Because no one gives a fuck. Yeah, no one gives a flying. Hob. I don't care. I'd still rather watch The Rock than Vin Diesel, which is why I haven't seen a fan, uh, uh, Fast and the Furious uh, movie in a long time. It's also just I... a bad movie, so don't bother with it. You mean F nine? What? Who? Yeah, Hobbs and yeah. Shaw or F nine? F nine. F nine. They're both garbage movies. Hobbs and Shaw is worse. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Probably. It <laughs> is. That movie was not good. And given that you have a release date for one and not the other, you might as well watch F nine. That's how logic works. Mm. someday. someday. Probably not. Someday. Maybe Fast ten will be the Star next one I see after Fast Five. <gasps> um. Oh, and Justin Lin will be back to direct this film. He is cool. he's squarely in the uh, Fast and Furious camp. And finally, before we get to our review of Free Guy, um, we've got another guy who would like to be freed. Ray Fisher has opened up about playing Cyborg again. And the question he was asked, I don't know what the question he was asked, but he was talking to uh, comicbook.com. And he said, it's a complicated question. I think ultimately how people spend their money determines what happens and what does not happen in this business. And particularly in the comic books in DC, for me, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Obviously, I've not been shy about talking about the things that have occurred over the last year, the back and forth that I've had personally and publicly with Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers Pictures and Walter Hamada and the rest of the crew. Uh, he goes on to say, for me, I think it all starts with an apology coming from Warner Brothers side of things. There's a lot of really gnarly stuff that has gone down, especially publicly. What Walter Maha, Maha, uh, Walter Hamada and Warner Brothers Pictures attempted to do professionally and personally during one of the most crucial years for Black people in the history of really humanity is just unacceptable. Um, so yeah, he just he just wants somebody to say sorry. Yeah, I think this really uh, it's kind of unfortunate because it really just goes to show how people like him are really asking for the bare minimum of decency and they're not even getting that. Uh, that's just really frustrating. And it's like, I, I think that really just drives home that he just wants things to be right. 
and he's not just causing drama or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just, he's being very reasonable. Which I, I think we've talked about this before in that very context. Like, what do you want? What is your end goal? What's your end state? And now we know. And given what has come out since then, um, and you know some of the statements that have been made by folks like Gal Gadot and what came out from that investigation, I tend to agree. I don't think that an apology is unreasonable. The only reason that I would see it as such um, is Warner Brothers just wants to bury. My perspective is that Warner Brothers would want to bury this. And if they apologize, that would just be one more thing in the news cycle that would blow this up more. Nick, what do you think? Agreed. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Just agreed. Just yeah, agreed. Would, yeah. I agree with what you guys said. Okay. <laughs> All right. To add. Okay. What are you doing? That's it. He said he agreed. All right. I, I guess I just expect more, but all right, whatever. It's all good. Why, Let's do this. Why, Let's are you talk... forcing a man's, why are you forcing a man's hand? Let's talk free he, guy. He is a glasses talk man. Talk free guy. He is a yeah. glasses man of free words. Free words? Free words. Not few words. Free words. And so, yeah, free guy staring Ryan Reynolds. Right. Why? Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, Robert, Robert. That's a Robert Downey Jr. thing. Robert, Robert Ryan, Ryan Jr. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, Ryan, Ryan. My name is Guy. Sunday should be warm and sunny, just a scattering of drive-bys. And I live in paradise. I've got a best friend. This is the greatest cup of coffee of all time. Oh-ho! Mondays, am I right, Joe? You said it, Guy. Yeah! And I work at the bank. Everybody's out of the bank! I thought I had everything I needed. But then I met her. Everybody down on the ground. Everybody except you. Me? It's just a... God, please, I have a cold fish. There's something inside you, guy. I don't want something inside me. They expected you to just follow the rules, but you are so much more than that. Put these on. Okay. Fine. Oh my god! What are these trick glasses or something? Free Guy has a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb and 83% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 64% on Metacritic. The audience score on Rotten Tomatoes for Free Guy is a 95% sky high. Sky high. When a bank teller discovers he's actually a background player in an open world video game, he decides to become a hero of his own story, one that can rewrite himself. In a world where there's no limits, he's determined to save the day his way before, save the day his way, oh, save the day his way before it's too late. Mm -hmm. And maybe find a little romance with the coder who conceived him. That's an interesting... Wow, he just fucking gave that away. Yeah, I didn't uh, didn't read this prior, obviously, Uh, but now I'm reading, you get to that very end, it's like, huh, that's, okay. Well, I mean... We're not in spoilers nope. yet, but that's that's still pretty generic. We know exactly what they're talking about, but that's could just yeah. We, that's a big drop. The co- with, yeah, the as soon as you find out him. the person that he loves, which is within the first ten minutes of the movie, you're like, oh okay. Now that that tells you a whole lot about the rest of the movie. Yeah, once you've watched the first ten minutes of the movie, it tells you yeah that that's a spoiler. I think if you've seen even yeah, that'll be a spoiler when you're a few minutes in. You're like, oh, that's that's why yeah it is a spoiler that hinges on you watching the movie but that's usually how i think with spoilers work because it gives you the context um for what someone said so i don't particularly like that sorry for spoiling it 
Um, Jammer, give me your uh, non-spoiler Twitter review. Free Guy is a fun piece of escapism that offers an extra dose of heart and feel-good-ism that is sure to please audiences looking to have a good time. Talk about a thread. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) That might have been two tweets. Probably not. Nick Dahl, same question. Best video game movie ever? Question mark? Probably. It's not a video game movie. It's not, it's not yes, based it on a property. Yes, it's an it original is. IP. I don't, well, I don't it's it's a video game movie. It's yeah. the most video game. It's like Jumanji is not really a video game movie. There's no video I game think Summer Jumanji, War. Okay, I think but... Summer Wars is the best video game movie. So we should have that debate at the outset. Is this a video game movie? Um, I think is so. Is that the end of your tweet, Nick? It depends on your... Oh yeah. Same with Ready Player One. There's also a video game movie. It's based on but a book, a but it's one. all about a video game. But yeah, it's, I, don't... I think it depends on your definition of a video game movie. I originally Wait. thought that when someone else said it, but so all right. So that's the end of your tweet, Nick. You got yeah. it. That's your tweet. Yeah. Um, I haven't really thought about it. It's it is a fun <laughs> flick that I will. Yeah. I so I in my head I kind of did the thing that Jammer hates, which is um, it was cool. I'll never think about it again. It's very forgettable for me. Yeah. So that wasn't going to be my tweet. Um, but that is where my brain went. So it's a fun popcorn flick that will entertain yeah. you um while watching it and you'll immediately forget about it afterwards doesn't make it a bad yeah i agree yeah because i think i remember i was watching it or the next morning i woke up and i was just like oh i don't remember what this movie i I basically i felt i felt i felt i said a little my fish and and the movie basically i felt it escaping my brain every as i continued on with my life okay um Given that we have a little bit of a time constraint, I'm going to suggest this. We've given our Twitter Twitter reviews. I'm going to ask you guys whether or not you would recommend it, and then we're going to jump into spoilers. Does that work for you guys? Yeah. Yeah, bitch. Okay. Jammer, yes or no, would you recommend this film? Yes. Nick? Yes. And I've got to say the same thing. I would recommend it for all the same reasons I said in my tweet. Let's open it up for spoilers. We're about to spoil the film, so if you haven't seen it already, um, you know, listen, stay for the conversation, but you know, just understand that you will, you'll know exactly what's going to happen in the movie. So yeah, there's that. Um, from a baseline perspective, I think we all have different opinions as to whether or not this is a video game movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends. It, like I said, it just depends on on what our definition of a video game movie is. If we can come to a consensus on what a video yeah. game movie is, then I will concede or stand my ground. It's a movie where at least not 80 to 90% is set inside of a video game world which is a parody of an actual game, Grand Theft Auto. So I think being a parody is the thing that makes it, at least to me, not a video game. Um, I feel like this is like anime, where before we were talking about what is the definition of anime, mm, yeah. and it, it very squarely is supposed to be like animation that comes from Japan. Like that's, that's what anime is. Um, at least it despite, is in America. Well... In Japan, yeah. anime is all animation. Yeah. Yes. Um, so there's that. But I also think that, you know, being based on a property, um, when you say it's a video game movie, it has a very specific connotation. And that is usually it. Um, it's usually one that is based on some sort of video game IP. So by your definition, Nick, Detective Pikachu is not a video game movie. Neither is Mortal Kombat. No, it's not the only rule. I don't know that I agree with that. He you just think said it's based it, off it a video be... game or it can take place in a video game. Oh, oh like I thought Jumanji's you said... I thought, like a I video said, game movie. Ready Player One's said, a video game movie. 
I thought you said 80, 90%, 80 to 90% of the movie needs to take place in the video. No, game. no, no. I was no, saying he the was describing free guy. Yeah. And free guy, you spend almost your entire time in the yeah. video game. Okay. No, no, I don't okay. mean that for one. So what is your definition? What is your definition of video game movie then? I don't think I think it. I missed it. I, I think oh. I missed it because I misunderstood. It's, it's based it. on a video game, but I also think movies like Jumanji, which is not based on a video game, it's based on a board game, and Ready Player One, which again is at least 50% in a video game. I think those all count as video game movies. Interesting. Okay. So your definition is either based on a video game property or takes place in or revolves around a video game. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I wouldn't call um, Wizards. Isn't that, doesn't he just have the power glove, but there's no the video game entry? I wouldn't call that yeah. a video game movie. That's just... Why not? I actually haven't seen it. I assume there's very little video game stuff in it besides... I mean, there's, like, there's like it's not. For example, Did you say a thing is or isn't a thing, but you haven't seen it? <laughs> I assume it's not. It's like, I wouldn't call a documentary about a video game a video game movie. I wouldn't even call King of Kong a video game movie. I mean, right. those are documentaries, which I guess is different, but... Sure. I guess Tron's a video game movie. Uh, wouldn't be the first one that comes to mind, but that tattoo. Which is falls super weird, it. right? Yeah. It is yeah. a video game movie that was not based on an IP that became one. Yeah. Became a video game IP. So I would say, based on your definition, I think an easy way of saying it is A, it is based on a video game property, or B, <clears throat> has a plot that centrally revolves around a video game world. Yes. I would take that. But if it's a movie about someone stealing an expensive video game console, let's say, like one of those three that three million dollar Mario, I mean Mario cartridges, that wouldn't be a video game movie, right? Because it's based around a video game, but it doesn't necessarily. It's not based around the world in it or the yeah in it. Yeah, that's my definition. Um, so let's jump into the actual film itself. Uh, given that we have sorted out what our individual definitions are, come to a consensus. Um. I'd like to know what you guys liked and disliked about the film. Um, give me like two ups and two downs, two things that you like, two things that you dislike. Mine are almost the same. I'll, I'll do one for one and then I'll. Oh, sorry, you guys one. saw it together. No, I know it's the, the same as Jammers. Opinions. I'm talking about mine's the no, no, same no, I just, scene. I forgot. I just yeah. forgot. Mine, the same scene is my low and my high. What's your okay? Because it's it could be looked on as the same way as Space Jam or like. Ray Player One, where it's cramming in something that doesn't fit in the world. I mean, it fits in the world, but it's just a commercial for Disney and the way those are commercials for Warner Brothers. Is oh, the, the Avenger stuff is great and the lightsaber is great, but at the same time, you're like, is this just synergy or is this supposed to be like, I mean, it's, it's Warren Reynolds being jokey, but it's also like when they ask for the Marvel stuff that Star Wars, I mean, the Disney say, well, please include a Star Wars scene also. So I, I can answer that. I think that, so you said that this was a parody of Grand Theft Auto. The other prominent video game in there is Fortnite. Yeah. I mean, it starts out that way. And Fortnite is known for that. So all of the Avengers, like, you can go buy that right now. Yeah. So you can go get the shield. You can go get the, I don't could you get a lightsaber? I don't know if you can get a lightsaber. Maybe, probably. I'm sure. They have Star Wars um, characters in it. So Fortnite. I think that while I could agree that it could potentially be cringy, I do think that it is very true to the parody that it's ripping off in that particular moment. So it could, it could go both ways. And I think it just depends on where you are mentally in that one moment. It sounds like you were like, Ugh, liking like it. That. No, I liked it. But then I was like, is this too much? Like a Fortnite, I would say it's definitely the example of like, 
we can cram every fucking IP into this game. Yeah. Which if it's parroting it, it makes it even better. And I did enjoy, you know, Chris Evans like watching it and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's apparent that Anthony Mackie hadn't signed his deal when he started making this movie, right? Yeah. Well, he's also not famous enough as Cap. General audiences who don't watch a lot of Marvel don't know that he's Captain America, I think. Doesn't help. Doesn't help you sell your Captain America. No. But um, so then my two other scenes. Well, I guess another highlight, not a scene. The cast is incredible from Joe Kearney to Taika Waititi to, yeah, to even like uh, Ryan Reynolds, his best friend, just everyone. And then uh, uh, weakness. I don't know. The pacing was a little weird. I'll say that. That's not usually my thing to bring up is pacing. Why? Uh, I felt it dragged a little bit during their relationship slash when she's trying to break in the first time to the facility before it's the time he just goes in and Channing Tatum's like dude what are you doing and like I fucking love you right super weird cameo and cutting back and forth to the other Stranger Things actor who was like the arcade guy I forgot he was in Stranger Things yeah, he was, I always, I was like, I always yeah. remember him from uh is he like Jurassic an Ant-Man World. or something oh Jurassic World that's the other one where he's the ride operator yeah yeah and that was, that was really funny was seeing who was actually doing the character's like little girls yeah. who are playing and yeah. oh yeah she was just like smoke his I ass smoke that motherfucker and then <laughs> yeah. they cut the way she did it that was great. that was pretty funny um so, yeah jammer same question likes dislikes uh let's see here likes i agree with nick on the cast the cast is really good though on the flip side was it has ryan reynolds gotten to the point where it, it's almost distracting having him as a lead i <clears throat> i almost wonder if any like another this actor could have pulled off pulled off the role a little bit less distractingly with how he portrayed the character. Maybe someone who could have blended into the role a bit more other than just being Ryan Reynolds. Um, like when he said, good fucking morning to his goldfish that one time. And I was just like, that felt very much just that's Ryan Reynolds. Whereas I think it would have been funnier if maybe somebody else who blended into the role could have been like, imagine 15 it was years basically ago. basically Deadpool talking. Yeah. Imagine, imagine that's 15 like years it, ago, if like, if like Steve Carell played the character, I think that could have been better. I can see uh, that. I don't think it'd be yes. better, but I can see someone like him in the role too. Absolutely. And I think someone who is less distracting in, in his parts would have been better for the movie overall. His body parts, his physical physique. <laughs> oh, I don't Catch mind his phrase. I'm just, I'm just joking. I actually think that that, <laughs> that actually would have helped, right? So I don't necessarily think that Ryan Reynolds was distracting in the movie, but I do think that it would have been better to see someone who has less of a defined physique in this role mm. because it's, it's less about um, the movie is supposed to be about you changing the world and empowering yourself. I'm sorry. It's supposed to be about you recognizing that you can change them and, and empowering yourself to change the world and do these things. Um, Ryan Reynolds is a very handsome, very attractive, like they even said it, right? They were cutting to people in the real world talking about how fucking hot he is. And I think to me, while I don't list this as a negative, if I was going to make the same point, you just did jammer, that would be the thing that distracted me or that would make me feel that way. Because the main thread of the movie is supposed to be that. And I would, I would feel like the movie achieved that better had it been, I can't think of the, the guy's name, Carney, um, Kearney. Yeah. Like Keery, had Keery, he, Joe Keery. Keery, had he been guy, I think the point would have been made better um, because Ooh. he, he's not like, he's not traditionally Hollywood. 
I'm sure you can make him that way. Traditionally Hollywood handsome, he's kind of rail thin. Um, and I think you would that point would come across better from that perspective. Um, I also any could, I feel though. bad. Like I feel sure. like I can name a I can name a bunch of other actors who I think for me would have blended into the role better. Like Randall Park, I think would have been great in the role mm. as well. Um, there's a bunch of others I think that could have been Joe Curie. I think actually I'm interested. I'm not sure. I liked his role in this one. I think he did really good in the role he was in. So maybe yeah. I don't know if I'd want him replaced from that role. Um, but yeah, like Ryan Reynolds didn't do bad. It's just, he's so defined. He's so definitely Ryan Reynolds that the jokes that he says aren't as surprising and funny because you expect them coming from him. And if they came from someone else with, you know, different delivery, I think it could have been better for the overall immersion. So I guess that would be one weakness. Um, the other weakness I think could be some of the jokes just didn't land. You know, they were kind of throwing out a bunch of them and some of them worked and some of them didn't. And I mean, it's not really a huge flaw, but that's yeah. bound to happen with any comedy. But I just didn't laugh at most of it. Mostly, I think, I don't think most of the funny aspects really landed for me, but it was mostly the undercurrent of the overall story of the heart of the story that really helped resonate with me. Like the the stuff happening around guy with the, the hackers and the love story and like all that. I think that worked really well. Uh, yeah. And it helped it helped make the, the, all the jokes. There are a few that made me laugh out loud. They were mostly just kind of like made me smile or chuckle. And uh, of course there were a few laugh out loud moments, but nothing too crazy. Um, so yeah. I think it mostly succeeded in the same way a Disney animated movie succeeds, which is not a bad thing. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I think for my part, I, I would echo some of the things that you guys said. I enjoyed the interaction among the cast, like the relationship between, um, um, I can't think of what her name was. She, Molotov. What was Molotov's real name? Millie. 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 Um, so between Molotov um, and Guy and Buddy and like all those characters, I enjoyed those interactions. Um, and I also liked the, um, I was one more thing I liked about the movie. I just liked that <laughs> just it, it seemed to have heart. It just seemed to have heart, right? That I wasn't expecting. And I think that that was the thing that kind of surprised me. Like that is not apparent from the trailer. And so once you get there, I, I liked it. And that, the one thing that adds to that, that I think Ryan Reynolds does do well is that that earnest kind of anger. And so when she talks about, you know, you're not real and all this other stuff, and he was like, I love you. And like that, I believe. And so that's a thing that's in his favor. Like he's always been good at that. Um, on the flip side of that, I would agree with Nick in terms of the pacing. Like th- there were a couple of moments where it's just like, this is, this is just dragging. Um, and I would, I would add into the pacing part of it. Like the, I think for the Twitch generation, people that enjoy watching that, getting the notes from the streamers is cool because it's somebody that you watch all the time and give fuck. And it was distracting. Um, I don't know. I like like, I like the streamers a lot. I I felt because I, I, I'm not, I don't know very many streamers, but I know that sort of world and culture. Like I follow it tangentially because I like watching a lot of stuff about video games more than I actually like playing video games. Yeah. So it just added a layer of sort of reality to me with how things would, would turn out social media wise. And I just thought it was interesting. So I like, I that. think part of it is that I don't like Ninja. Like he's a douchebag and that, See, I don't know the, who that is. So he was the first guy. <laughs> See, that's what happened. Like I know who at least one of them is. And he's got, he was the first guy with the spiky colored hair in the beginning. And for okay. me, that would have been, that would have been slightly it would have been slightly better had they just gotten actors 
to do it because who is the kid in Mythic Quest? Um, what was you? his? What was? Yes, I like that more than what we got in this. So you don't um, like the fact that it was real people? You wish that they had made some up for this one because I attach some sort of feeling to who I'm seeing, and I didn't yeah. want that. I can agree with um, that. Like I didn't know any of the streamers, so for me it was just like, oh, the idea of streaming is yeah. what's being on here, and I wasn't distracted by any of them. <laughs> And when they got to Alex Trebek, I was like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That was hard. All of us get the that, was, that was a bummer. I was just like, oh, I think I even did that in theater. Yeah, <laughs> and, you definitely you did yeah. it more than once, I think, during that scene. <laughs> oh, like at the beginning and the end, you're like, oh, again <laughs> at the end. Um, and the last thing I'll say that I did not like about it, um, I don't think I enjoyed Taika Waititi in this role. I and it's not because <laughs> I... He just seemed the character that he was putting on, I did not like. And not from a I did not like character-wise perspective. He was as close to acting badly as I feel like I could say or that I've ever seen him do. Like there was something about it almost seemed like either he was in a different movie or something like there was something about how he was putting that character on that was very off-putting to me. He he was very big. And it almost felt like he was in a younger movie. Like he was in a, a lower tier Robert Rodriguez movie. <laughs> I could buy that. Um, uh, which is, yeah. I liked him overall though. I liked two things about him. I liked that he dressed like a fucking Final Fantasy character. Yes. <laughs> and I liked that moment where he tried to get back up like a ninja and failed twice. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yes. And then um, I... there are also a couple other parts. I like it when he kind of went off the, the deep end at the very end with the axe. I thought mm-hmm. that worked. But I could definitely understand your criticism where he was just like, the director was very much like, ah, be Taika Waititi. And he's like, oh, I'm going to do it. And then he goes full Taika Waititi without any restrictions, which sometimes, as Kevin Smith has proven, you need restrictions in order to level up your art. Yeah, I level think that up. you pointed out, you did a, you pointed out some stuff that I did like, like that kip up scene was hilarious. <laughs> um, like he gets down the floor, he does his little yeah. prayer trying to figure yeah. out and then kip up kip up and he even says it out loud that was <laughs> funny like i genuinely i genuinely and generally find him to be very funny uh very genuine but there was something here like i said i think the overall effect was the thing that turned me off but there were definitely individual moments in there that were very good um so yeah but yeah i i mean i think it's the ytd approach he just throws out a billion jokes and hopes a few of them land in for you most of them just didn't land, so it didn't work for you. And yeah, I agree. It does kind of feel like he is a completely different character from the rest of the characters in the movie. That being said, it could argue he is such, so disconnected from reality that that's the point. Whether or not and you like it or don't is just, I guess, personal preference. I also think that that's probably a window into, not a window. Like, I think that's generally how we see tech moguls and tech creators, that that's they true. are that. Um, so like think of a Mar- yeah think of a mark zuckerberg think of um elon Sergey Br- elon yeah musk elon musk I think of. um who's the guy that just died um not norton um oh, oh i know who you're talking about but i don't know who what i'm talking about i know what you're talking about i can't say i don't know who it is though god this is driving me nuts because he kind of looks like um iron man that's annoying anyway but yeah i you know accused of murder right like i think that that generally is what they were going for but again maybe that's why we don't like billionaires and we say eat the billionaires because that's why 
So maybe, maybe, in, maybe in that respect, we succeeded, but also failed. And I love he's also just sort of in a, in a, a piece of criticism against the industry as a whole with just how, and just Tsunami, the name Tsunami, which is obviously based off Blizzard, could yeah. not have come at a better yeah. time considering what's been happening with Blizzard and how just like they're, well, obviously, I don't know what their culture is like in Tsunami. It doesn't look great considering the way things were, but um, just to, his being like, ah, I don't care what I promised. I don't care what was in the trailer. This is what we're doing. And it's just, yeah, yeah. that's the video game industry for you. It is. So yeah, that's it. Um, do you guys have any other specific things to say, not say about Free Guy? Cut to chat. Um, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. I I will probably, this is probably one of those feel-good movies I'll revisit again and again. I agree it is forgettable, but I also think it's probably a movie that when I'm having a bad day, I, you know, I'll just throw on Free Guy, just let it play. I'll put it alongside movies like <laughs> Sing, the Illumination, uh, the Illumination yeah, movie <laughs> that no one else seems to like, but it has a sequel coming out. So we're stoked about Sing that. Clever time. Um, so there's movies like Sing, Spy. Uh, apparently, I like one word movies because. <laughs> Let's start with the nest. Yeah, Sing and Spy. And there are a couple others. Kingsman, mm. the first one. So I think this will be alongside okay. that, though I think Kingsman is stronger than those other ones I just named, but whatever. Yeah, I um, yeah, I don't I agree with that. I think it depends on who's around. Go watch with kids. Yes, no, probably sing with the. Yeah, but if I don't have kids, I can just do what I want. Did I tell you I had an interaction with somebody the other day? It was really kind of embarrassing. She was talking about, oh yeah, we took my kids to Disney, da 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 da, and they were talking about Galact Galaxy's Edge or whatever. I was like, oh, I haven't been to one yet. It's like, but I really want to go. She's like, oh, you have kids? I'm like, no, no. no. <laughs> I just want to Galaxy's Edge is about. It wasn't really embarrassing. embarrassing? It wasn't yeah. just embarrassing. It just kind of showed like how different of a world like I live in compared to a lot of people. Were like, "Oh, you're going to Galaxy's Edge? You must have kids." I love um, your little one. I think that that's a her thing than um, a you thing. I've gone. I mean, it wasn't. She, she didn't say it. In a, it wasn't in a condescending way by any means, but it was very sure. much just sort of like, "Oh, you have kids," and I was just like, "Oh, we live in different worlds." Yeah. Now. I think they've done a good job of making Disney World for everyone of all ages. So I saw the uh, 50th anniversary for Disney World celebration. I was like, huh, I might go do that without the kids. Yeah. You should, yeah, you should take the kids. You should take the kids and then just leave them in the hotel. <laughs> you don't hang out at the water resort. Just like here, they, have, they, have, they have cable and they have a pool. That's your vacation. My vacation is going on Space Mountain. Do they have Space Mountain anymore? Now that Galaxy's yeah, Edge is around? Okay, it's yeah. It's too classic of one to get rid of, I think. Sorry, oh, that. that's my phone. The Avengers theme. <laughs> I was just about to say, is that the Avengers theme? That's funny. Is, which also came in. I like they actually use the music in Free Guy, not just the weaponry. Did they shoot the movie before after the acquisition? They would have to have, right? They could have done reshoots. Or that's what I was wondering. Was like, were those done in they knew it was a done deal, but it hadn't happened yet. And they were like, okay, let's yeah. Disney-fy this. Yeah. 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 In a good right. way, Disney-fy. Add in Marvel and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's all our stuff. Anyway. Um, so that's it. Anything else? Anything else? Going once, going twice? Cut check. Sold. Cut check. Sold. Sold. All right. Yes. So oh, bad, Jim. <laughs> what? He said going once, going twice. So I said sold. sold. That wasn't a yeah. joke. That was just be throwing out a, a just reality response like uh shaving a haircut two bits two bits i'm just Let's watching frame roger happens so good so no good. june can resist shaving a haircut
such a good movie. That's a feel good movie. I should watch that again. Yeah, I rewatched that movie. For that is not a feel good movie. I feel, I feel bad for the fucking shoe that gets burned alive in acid. It's not acid. Yeah, but then it's Doom the gets whatever it is. Whatever it's it is. Dip. It's dip. It's dip. Which is funny. Like, you know, dip, like tobacco dip. Yeah. I know when what people dip do is, that. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I was going to say that people do that around me all the time. And every time I, I see them doing it, I think dip and then I think Roger Rabbit. <laughs> so, anyway. Just, just a window into my weird ass mind. Anyway, dear listener, uh, if you like what you heard, do all the socials like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We would definitely appreciate it. Also, LRML Online has other great content for your consumption. Where else? LRMLOnline.com. Jammer, where can you come? You can find me on Twitter at JamTheWriter and all of my beautiful, beautiful writings under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible. And it's fitting that this you know we talk about this movie because one of my books god mode is basically a video game story i'm just saying they god stole mode. from you they wachowski you. they stole they, they wachowski me exactly yeah. they stole it it's exactly the same story except it's not at all but uh it's basically but it's, it's basically like ready player one i stole from ready player one and they stole from me so <laughs> all right Nick Doll, where can you be found? I'm at Geeky Nick Doll on Twitter, and I also do Marvel Multiverse Monday. Uh, no, Mayhem every Thursday. God damn it! And we do. Write uh, it down. We're, we're doing What If right now. I know what it is. I just Marvel Multiverse Mondays rolled off this tongue, tongue so much sound, better. Doesn't but. sound like you know what it is. Every week, every week, what conversation we have every week? The show. I got it right on the, sh- the other the show, show this week, so that's a step forward. After pausing between Marvel Multiverse, thinking for a second, Mayhem. What's the name of your podcast? What's Marvel the name of your podcast? Multiverse Mayhem. Okay. <laughs> and you can find me, Sir Jonesiest, on Twitter as well as Instagram at that handle. And of course, right here on Breaking Blue Gray Podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Good fucking morning. It's <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good, uh, Ryan Reynolds intonation. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.